0: this episode is brought to you by Yes on Prop 27 and DraftKings. Half the country already allows online sports betting for adults 21 and older. It's time to let California fans in on the action. There's no good reason your friends in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Portland, and Boston can bet online while Californians are still forced to deal with shady bookies. Prop 27 ensures California finally catches up. So vote Yes on Prop 27. Uh. Check it out now. Huh. No down now. Huh. Thursday, October 13th, 2022. It's the Beating the Book podcast. MegaPod for week number six in the National Football League. It's Gil Alexander. Thanks for uh, listening once again. Uh, we come to you from the South Point Hotel Casino. It's our home for the MegaPod this year. On my right. Uh, In-studio, Jeff Parlay, staple of the show, waving to the camera. And from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Todd Wishnev. How you doing, Todd? Hey! Todd now down to uh, 200 pounds. What is it? 200 what? 200.6 was the official
2: weigh-in this morning. 200.6. That's 104 pounds down in 166
0: days. My goodness. And Steve Fezzik, who are you competing with in this weight loss challenge, is that...
2: Steve Fezzik is at 193.6. Wow,
0: back-to-back Hilton Super Contest winner. Uh, Again, if Todd passes, Todd had a a, uh, 60-pound deficit to start this, was 60 pounds more than Fezzik. They started in May of this year, calendar year, May to May. We are getting close, I guess, uh, shortly to, well, not quite at the half-year mark, but we're getting there eventually. Um, We're about 120-some days now at this point since the inception of this. Since the beginning? Well,
2: the, I started doing uh, losing weight 166 days ago, and it was on the 11th or 12th day. So it's 154 days of the bet.
0: All right. So, um, seven-pound difference. Todd passes. It was Steve
2: 62. At, it was 62 in the beginning. 289 to 227 is now currently seven
0: pounds. All right. Seven-pound difference. Todd passes. Steve, at any point, Todd wins $9,000. Um, they got to both get down to 180. Is that the number?
2: 180 is the push mark, meaning if Steve beats me to 180, then if I also get to 180, it's a push. Uh-huh. However, however, it's not over at that point because right. if he goes above 185, it the contest kicks back in and he can lose again. Yeah,
0: I'm surprised there's a seven pound difference. I think I thought you were going to pass him by now, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And our guest, our rotating guest for the day, multiple football handicapping contest winner in this town of Las Vegas over the course of the last decade plus collagen pro las vegas chris chris zenyuk how you doing man good morning sunshines <laughs> <laughs> how you doing oh just happy to be here just happy to be here it
4: sure seems like you are <laughs> wow it's what it's been
0: one of those mornings <laughs> well we're thrilled to have you man how you doing in the uh in circa this year circa millions next okay all right. No, I'm, uh, not, I'm not doing well in easy. anything.
5: Another I was worker. in last place in the Vison contest. So the uh,
0: handicapping challenge? The, yeah. the humans But now I'm in the middle. I'm up to the middle. Okay. The humans extravaganza. Yeah. All right. All right, you guys ready to do this? Before we uh, get into our best bets for week number six in the National Football League, of course, uh, we do a couple things here early on. One is the Dumbbell of the Week, and I believe Jason Kahn is Shorter living, version. living for this moment every week. What you got, Jason? Appropriate length this week. Okay. That was awkwardly long last week. <laughs> Very awkwardly long. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate that. Um, do we all agree on the same guy here for dumbbell of the week? Can I? Uh, I'll, I'll just do an honorable mention real quick
4: because I think we all know where we're going here. Yeah. Even though it ended up working out for him. Yeah. But th- I'll throw, I'll throw Cheffers and Boger in there as well. <laughs> J- just because yeah. those two roughing the passer calls. On Sunday, I thought the Brady roughing the passer call might have been the worst p- roughing the passer call I've ever seen. And then Sheffers followed it up on Monday. That with one that I actually thought was significantly worse than what the Brady one was.
0: There was also one in Cleveland that nobody's talking
4: about. Right, because that one was, that one was bad. Yeah. But I at least can see how Adrian Hill messed that one up. Hmm. These two other ones, I don't see how you could have possibly messed it up Unless if you
0: were uh, weren't just paying attention properly. The the one in Cleveland uh, turned a uh, field goal attempt into a touchdown for the Browns. The one in Tampa Bay turned a Falcons with a chance to have the ball to win the game into they never saw the ball again. And the one in uh, Kansas City was just so absolutely ridiculous where the Chiefs had cut it to 17-7. to They would have had the ball. Instead, the Raiders matriculated, made it 20-7. to They ended up losing by a point, as was. But this was all a reaction, an overreaction, I think we all would agree, to what happened with Tua Tagovailoa. And then the NFL, the day before, right, Saturday of this past week, legitimately changing the protocol. And so then you have the Teddy Bridgewater, what some people think was an overreaction to his injury on the first Dolphins play from scrimmage by the way Teddy Bridgewater not playing this week so maybe it wasn't an overreaction after all with his injuries but it was a concussion thing and people said he could have played maybe the reason for him not playing this week has as much to do with the elbow as anything anyway the dumbbell of the week I guess we're going with Brandon Staley is that it we agree on that yes Todd
2: I mean, I'm still pissed off about the Raiders going for two with four minutes left in the game because I had over 29 and a half team total Raiders and also over in the game. Over in the game I won, but over 29 and a half team total, and I've never lost a game like that when they decided with four minutes to go. I have no problem with 30 seconds to go going for the two, but come on, four minutes to go? It's too early for that nonsense. Stop it. Stop it. And I know you liked it, Gilly. But I don't want to hear it.
0: I didn't have a problem with either. Kansas City going from 7 to 9, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't like that one either. Well, again, let's just do this real quick. 7 to 9, you know, again, if you do expected value of an extra point as 1, close to 1, expected value of going for 2 as close to 1, right 50% of those, but you're the Kansas City Chiefs, it's probably higher than that and you have a chance to take it from one score to two scores if it's probably higher than that. I think that makes mathematical sense. As far as the Raiders, it's kind of like the Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, stealing around from Marvin Hagler. It's sort of like if they can figure out a way to get ahead here at this moment, all they needed at that point in their thinking was one stop and we win. By the way, they got that stop. It should be no.
2: Yeah, but that's that's unfair to say that. I'll tell you why. I'm not saying it is fair.
0: I'm not saying it is fair. What I'm saying is I can't. I'm just going to finish the sentence. I'm just going to finish the sentence. All I want to say is I can understand their thinking. Now you go, Todd. Mm -hmm.
2: No, it's okay. I I, I understand they're thinking too, but I don't like it because if it's if if they get the if they get the two point conversion, Kansas City's going for it then on fourth down. So it's a completely different stop that they would have had to get. They get the stop because it's thirty to twenty nine, and now Kansas yeah. City's going to punt. That makes But sense. if it was thirty one thirty, Kansas City now has four downs to get the field goal. So I think it's even more likely that Kansas City gets the field goal. Anyways, whatever. But, it is what it but is. you're
0: still t- you're still not making a case about why they shouldn't have.
2: That you shouldn't have because when you do miss it, it's a big, big problem. And if you don't,
0: they had the ball; they were matriculating. Like I mean, that's okay. that, you really can't say that either, right?
2: Okay, I look. I, I don't. I don't yeah. like it. at Four minutes okay. to go. But I, 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 I By the way, go ahead, I One last thing. I actually needed the Devonte Adams to catch the damn ball on the sidelines, and I knew immediately. It was not going to be considered a catch. And I was shocked when I heard you say you think it was actually a catch. I didn't say that. Because I needed that I desperately. That.
0: I didn't say that. I hate when oh. you misquote me. What I said no, what was, did you say? What I said was, I think it was correctly reversed, I think. And the reason that I said I think is because we have had plays in the NFL where when someone transfers the ball from one hand yeah. to two or two to one or one to one, whatever... We are yeah. told that that is not a loss of possession. So that's why I added, I think.
2: Right, but I think me and you both instinctually know yes. we've watched enough of these replays to know. As soon as they saw the replay, we both probably knew yeah. it's it's coming back.
4: We, we, we all knew on that. Just back to the Kansas City thing real quick, the Kansas City attempt for two that a point that it feels like most people are missing. Their kicker sucks right now. Yeah. So it's not even a guarantee that you're making the PAT to push it to eight that was another reason why I thought that was actually the right play by Reed to go well, for. Well, that I didn't have a problem with as much. I did no, not I know, have but a- there were there there were people that that hated that move too, didn't which was, hate it which, at all. which I thought yeah. was I thought Reed going for two was the
0: right play. Okay, well we haven't even talked about the Brandon Staley thing. Please. We were too sidetracked on this. The Brandon Staley thing was interesting because all of us agree that that was horrible and indefensible. And yet, you have fourth down bots, right? Some of which are called the fourth down bot that say that Brandon Staley, ESPN's bot model, right, for fourth downs, say that what Brandon Staley did was the correct thing to do. Now, what's interesting about this is, and I'll quote the fourth down bot one, what they said is it's 88% chance of win if you go for it. It's a 76% chance win probability for the Chargers if you punt it. But there's another number in there, and this is where I think the fallacy is. What they said is if the Chargers don't convert that that they still have a 60% chance of winning that football game. And that's the figure where I look at that and I'm like, you see, something does not, something's not right about that number. Do any of you think that it with the Chargers failing to convert that, it was a fourth and a long one, at their own 46, just over a minute left, they're up two points. Do any of you believe that them failing to do that still left them with a 60% chance of winning? I can tell
4: you that's wrong because I was on the air during this, doing Live Bet Sunday, and the Browns were favored immediately as soon as they didn't it didn't pick that up. Right. So, so I know that sixty percent is wrong.
0: So either the betting market is way off, or that bot's way off. I'm going to say the betting market I'm, is right, and I'm going to say it's the bot that's way off. I'm with you, and that's to me that's where it, again these are all based on historical circumstances, but they're not again they're not factoring in the specifics of that game are you more likely to be beat by Jacoby Brissett if he only needs to go 10 yards or if he needs to go full football field? Also your defense has been crapped on all game and all season. Your defense is not good. And the other thing about that, the last thing is field goal percentages today are so much better than they have been in the history of the NFL. And so Cade York sinking that field goal, and I get it, he didn't, but the prospect of him kicking and succeeding on a long field goal is so much greater than it used to be. And I think that's, that's the number. Like, I don't disagree necessarily with the eighty-eight. I don't necessarily disagree. I, I get what you're trying to say with the seventy-six. I mean, obviously, I think there's a there's a mistake in there, but I think the mistake is based on that sixty percent number.
2: Well, this is all. The, this is what I always say about models. If, if the just because you say something as a model doesn't mean that all the inputs don't have to be checked. Right. And that's right. what's wrong. Once we, once we call it a model, then no one checks anything and goes, oh, well, the model said, well, the model, it's a model. You can't argue with the model. What are you going to do? It's a computer model. What are you going to do? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find out what the goddamn inputs are and yeah. I'm going to tell you where the fallacy is that's with right. the inputs in the goddamn computer model. Yeah. And this is my <laughs> problem with computer models in general. they all the inputs are not exactly correct thank you gilly
4: well, for bringing it up
2: you're well, not welcome
4: only, well not only that you, i forget if it was todd or chris i may have been a collection of of, of people that have been on uh, on a numbers game in the past when crap goes in crap comes out yeah like that that's that's the thing and i think we and, and you and i've had this conversation off the air gill where football a- analytics in football are very inexact in comparison this to every other sport out there. It's my biggest thing, and there are people that are that that just doesn't matter what the numbers are. They're one hundred percent going to do it, and in football, it just doesn't too ma- work. Too
0: many There's too cars. many
4: variables yes. in a football game. There's too many variables on one damn play. You could have the perfect play call, and the left guard misses a block, and it turns into a sack. Like there's so many things in football where. And again, I don't want this to come off as I'm anti-analytics because that's not the case at all. Well, I'm not that way either. But, but going strictly on numbers in football is not the right thing to do. You have to mix in what you're seeing with your eyes. You can mix in some numbers. Sure, Yeah, Jeffrey, saying,
2: yeah go ahead. Jeffrey, it would be the right thing to do if they could get all the inputs but correct. But they can't but Because know. like they they you said, they can't right? Right, because of the complexity of the game and because of the complexity of all the situations, the inputs are not all correct.
0: This is what I've always said about what Jeffrey's what he's alluding to is on a numbers game, I always talk about baseball is much more mechanical. Bottom six, two out, runners on first and third. It's a much more mechanical game where you can rely on win probabilities. And yes, there's different players, different areas, different pitchers, all that. But it's much more reliable in that sense. Football, it's just, everything's moving at the same time. And so, by the way, there are other models that said it wasn't the right play. So that alone should tell you (laughs) right there, right? That's the only thing you really need to know. Some models said yes, some models said no. So anyway, uh, Las Vegas, Chris is just like, can we get to the picks? That's his uh, main thing. Uh, he's doing his work right now. <laughs> yeah, I left my work at home. I'm just redoing it. <laughs> Did you have any in-game that you wanted to talk about, Todd, real quick before we get to the picks?
2: We, was, we've we gone long enough, and I didn't, okay. you know, I mean, I like it had it. some good in-games, but it wasn't, there was nothing that it was, like, so juicy that I had. The to Dallas, end game. Dallas
4: Rams in-game under was the only thing that I thought was extraordinarily juicy this week.
2: Well, I I had it at 46 on Monday when it first came out, and I told Fezzik, I said, under 46. It's friggin' ridiculous. And he was like, oh, whatever. It ended up going off 43, and it was still too high. And there were defensive touchdowns, and yep. it still went under. Yep. It was ridiculously under.
0: All right, Thursday night football on the heels of the Colts-Broncos barn <clears throat> burner from last week, 12-9 to 9 outcome. With nothing but field goals.
2: Are we doing the records first or no?
0: Oh yeah, let's do the records for God's sake. Okay, oh, I'll just mistake. do them
2: really quick. Uh-huh. You don't. I mean, you don't want to hear about how great you're doing. Okay, fine. No. We, we'll skip you. No, no, we'll skip Gilly. We'll go straight to Jeffrey. Hey, Jeffrey you can skip was me from last week.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Actually, Gilly Ace nine and three moves to eleven and four. Nice two in one week, but we won't even talk about that. Jeffrey goes zero oh and three. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Nine and six. I go respectable one and two. Seven and eight. Is that respectable? And the guests. No, it's not respectable at all. Actually, uh, the guest who was the guest last week? West guy? Reynolds.
0: Wesley okay, Reynolds. West
2: Reynolds. West Reynolds had a rough week too. He went zero and three, but it did hit his teaser. So he's eight and seven. So basically, you, you, we're eleven and four, nine and six, seven and eight, and eight and seven. For the guests, we're cooling down a
4: bit, but still well over, you know, a
0: speak, good percentage. Speak for yourself. I mean,
4: nine and fifteen's still fine for me. But g- look at Gilly. 11, look at Gilly. Eleven and red, four. Red for red the hot.
0: But this is this is the difference again, right? On the Megapod, we do our three best bets, and in the and the Super, excuse me, the uh, the millions, millions we do our five best bets. Circa millions, five best bets. And uh, the difference of those three versus five, me having to pick two extra games, I go from 11 and four here to a very pedestrian 14 and 11 there. Right? So it's, Yeah, and it's, I'm
2: 15, 8 and 1 on my right. millions. Or, and, yeah. and I was 15, 5 yesterday,
0: last right. week. Yeah. Well, South Cookie crumbles. Anyway, it's the Bears and the Commodes tonight. Oh God! Could you pick a worse matchup? Like if I said to you, Todd, give me a matchup that you'd l- you'd l- like to see less than you know this what? one.
2: I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna zig on you and zag on you because I know people love to. It. It's football. I don't I don't complain about it. I love any game. I love Colts Broncos. I love Commanders Bears. I don't care. Yeah. You know what the situation is. I'm going to watch it and I'm going to enjoy it. And I know people like to say, oh, it's terrible, I want to do something else. Okay, fine, do something else. I'm going to watch this.
0: Sorry. Anyway, so what I was saying was, um, there there could have been a Guardians-Yankees game up against it, but it looks like rain is going to rain that out. So yes, we will all be watching the Bears and the Commanders tonight, because it's also my boyhood team, and for God's sakes, get a win. Uh, Yankees
2: yeah. game is postponed.
0: Yeah, already postponed. Yeah, yep. there was no yep. chance it was getting played. By the way, four games in a row in that series, four different days, four four consecutive days with two days of travel. Thank goodness for them; it's only Cleveland to New York. But imagine that Rob Manfred can get nothing right ever. It's a good thing they took the day off yesterday when it was absolutely beautiful in New York. That's right. It's a good it, thing. He never get anything right in baseball. Um, okay, so the we're seeing the first sign of the Commanders being favored at circa. But it's it's painted as a pick across the board. But I think Circa had uh, the commodes up by one and a half, favored by one and a half. Anyway, is there any play in this game for any of you? Chicago. Taking the Bears.
4: Yeah, I'm not going to use it as one of my three. Right. But I am going to take the Bears. It's just one of those where Carson Wentz is now dealing with an injury on top of being terrible. So you're going to give me an injured Wentz on a short week? On the road against a team that look, the Bears stink, but I don't think they stink as people as much as people think. I think that coach kind of knows what he's doing, but that team has no talent. So no, it's Chicago or nothing for me tonight, Gil. You are betting Chicago. I, I more than likely will have it in the account by the time we we kick. Yes,
0: Las Vegas, Chris. Anything on tonight's game?
4: Yeah, that's going to be my
0: game. I don't want anything to do with. That okay, was my, that was mine too. <laughs> that was exact. I was exactly gonna, waiting to say that at the end. That is absolutely my game. I want no part of of the, of, the of all the games Hunt, on indeed. the schedule. <laughs> I want no part of this game tonight, Dad.
2: I lean Bears, but not strongly.
0: This is. I might bet it in game. Might bet no, it I'll definitely be in game. Yeah, I'll watch a couple drives and then I'll I'll bet some, but nothing preflop here. Um, by of course, the way, you won't
2: be you won't be able to with about nine minutes to go bet the under in the first quarter because you live in a state that's still back in the dark ages, which I may be coming to shortly. Which you're moving know.
0: to, yeah, okay, yeah,
2: exactly. All right, <laughs> I'll be driving down to Arizona.
0: <laughs> All right, best bets for the week in the National Football League, Las Vegas, Chris Zanyuk. What's your first best bet? What do you got? I
5: think I'm going to go with the New York Jets.
0: Oh, the Jetropolitans!
5: I, uh, you know, looking at these teams, you know, the Jets are improved. They're playing well. They're playing with heart. They're actually getting cocky, and uh, they're they they're, they're, they're they got players, man. They have players finally. Yeah, and, and uh, as long as they don't do stupid stuff, I mean, I know. Uh, they're good for one of, those, one of those a game and on the road, Chris. The, their their number one draft pick uh, did something pretty foolish for him. Sauce, Brees,
4: so, so, none of none of those guys last week.
5: Quentin Williams a few weeks. Who's the ago. number at Trevor? In, or Trevor? What was, Martin? Or well, wait, 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 Oh no, you're
0: talking about the Jaguars now. Oh, yeah, no, Trevor yeah, Walker. Okay. Yeah, Walker. I mixed them body, up. Yeah.
4: Who body slammed Davis Mills for no reason? The roughing the
0: passer that was legitimately That was legit. A roughing the passer.
5: <laughs> I I you know what I I'm looking at these ratings in Green Bay is just, you know, painfully mediocre. They're actually fourteenth offense, fourteenth defense. Um and I look at the Jets here and they are one behind on offense and uh, we giving they're kick.
0: ahead in defense. I think you get seven and a hook now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I think we can. Yeah, get it. I, I, I have no idea this. why
2: this line's going up. I mean, I see it's... all sevens, but you want to give them seven and a
0: half? I, <laughs> my screen's
4: got three seven and a halves, Todd. Isn't okay. that the rule? it's, okay. it's yeah. fine. Yeah,
0: I am looking at a. Uh, I am. I'm seeing more seven and a halves than seven. Yeah,
4: okay. well, yeah, it's go. going
0: up where I am. Yeah. Okay, the Jets plus seven and a half for Chris,
4: as the resident Jet expert, Gil. Yeah. This team is significantly better than I thought they would be. They, they got, have they, they have players. players. Like, the Brees Hall is, a, yeah. is, is great. Sauce has been awesome. Team might not be terrible. When was, the, they last time, terrible. When was the last time the Jets had athletes like this? It's awesome. 20, 2015, basically, okay. for one season. Uh, let's, uh, slow your roll.
2: They beat Skylar Thompson. Oh, uh, yes. I knew mm-hmm.
4: I knew Todd couldn't help it because he had the Teddy Bridgewater song last yeah. week, and Teddy Bridgewater made it one play. He's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, oh, Tom. we're the Miami Dolphins. We can't keep a QB healthy. That's what we do. We just keep putting in retreads. Oh, Skylar Thompson. He's not ready. Whatever. Anyways, um, my my first pick is going to be. I'm sorry to all the people that hate the song, but some people love the song and they go crazy <laughs> if I don't sing the song. Anyways, uh, here's the deal. I am going to do this one in a certain dialect called Yinsville. Because Uh-oh. I'm wearing City of Champions T-shirt, as you can see. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going down there to – to, to, uh, we used to be Heinz Field and that. Now it's Akersher Stadium and whatnot. That's crazy. But anyways, the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> are going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday down on the north side. And if yuns are on your way down there after having a big meal down at, uh, you know, Permanis or whatnot, yins <laughs> might want to think about betting the under 44 in that. And I'll tell you why. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to struggle on offense against a very good Buccaneers defense. Why? Because they struggle against all defense. They can't move the football. And now, just because a guy's from University of Pittsburgh, uh, Kenny Pickett, he's going to be able to do something. I do not even like that guy, down there Air Pitt. So we got a <laughs> big problem with the Pittsburgh Steelers putting up points. Now, conversely, I see some things from Tommy Brady. I believe he's having some uh, marital discord in that, and
0: it's
2: (laughs) causing a little bit of trouble on the offense. They're not exactly lighting it up on offense. The only time I really saw that team do much is really in garbage time against the Chiefs. Otherwise, it's a lot of field goals and that, and that doesn't get you lots of points. So I'm going to go under 44 against the picks Sparks Stillers, I think we're going to see a defensive ball game. It's also going to be chilly. So uh, give me under forty-four in that.
0: All right, Todd Wishnet, ladies and gentlemen, Jeffrey, Jeff Pauley. Right, uh,
4: I'm going to need a ruling, but I, I I don't think this one doesn't matter. What what it is? What are we what are we seeing on the Chiefs and the
0: Bills? The Chiefs, Chiefs and the Bills, Bills. I'm seeing Marquee matchup two and a half, three-ish. Two and a half. It looks like it's
2: leaking the three, two and, and a half, two and half. It's two, right, two and, and a half. Yeah, it's All two right, and a half. All
4: right, I don't care. I'm going to take the two and a half with Kansas City against yeah. Buffalo. This is a pure principle pick. I don't care that the Bills are the best team in the league right now. You're going to give me points with Patrick Mahomes at home. I am taking them. And if Buffalo beats me like they did last year in week five, so be it. And I know there are problems with Kansas City, as we saw very much so on Monday night against the Raiders. But I I still think there's – I didn't learn anything from Buffalo slaughtering Pittsburgh last week. Didn't learn anything. All, all, All I got from that is that the Steelers are really terrible. That's all I got from that. And Buffalo has had these weird games on the road so far this year where they had the ball for nine bajillion minutes against the Dolphins and found a way to lose. They did. The Baltimore game was the, the inverse of that. They got dominated for a quarter and a half, and then Josh Allen played like an MVP the last two and a half quarters, and they came back and won the game, being down 17 in the second quarter. But in the end here, I'm just going to – I don't care that it's square. I don't care whatever whatever you want to say about it. You're giving me points with Patrick Mahomes at home. I am taking them, and if Buffalo beats me, so be it.
0: I guess that Kansas City would be the slight favorite. In that's, that that game. that's what I had as well. well yeah, yeah or, by the way, Jeff sent me his guesses. Uh, they were remarkably similar. They're very close. Yeah, very close. Um, so I have my three. I'm debating which I want to do as number one. I will... The one that I'm, I'm guessing lines, I'll save for number two. But the, I'm going to make the Arizona Cardinals my number one pick here of the week. The Arizona Cardinals, who are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Getting two-and-a-half here, yeah? Yeah. Two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks defense is a sieve. An absolute sieve. If they had any semblance of a defense, you might be scared of this football team because Geno Smith has been better than anyone could have possibly imagined. Maybe we all owe Pete Carroll a little bit of an apology for the whole "We don't need a quarterback. We're going with Smith and Locke," and we all kind of locked. We all kind of laughed at that. But uh, they're terrible. They had every chance to beat the Saints last week. They couldn't figure out how to do it. Didn't even cover in the end. The week before. They beat the Lions 48-45. to 45. They're a dead-over team, but I'm not playing the over. I'm taking the Cardinals because if the Saints can beat them, the Cardinals, who are not a good home team, can't win to save their lives on home. They are really good on the road. I think Kyler Murray and this Cardinals team are going to put up 40 on the Seahawks here. And so I, why
2: do you like the over?
0: Uh, because I prefer playing the Cardinals minus 2.5. Um, okay. That's why. So I'm <laughs> taking the Cardinals. I, I think they're going to put up a ton of points, and I think... Uh, asking Seattle to keep up with that on offense is just a little bit too tall of a task. Cardinals, my number one pick of the week. Snaking, snaking. My number two then is the Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of the same reasoning here. Uh, Bengals was the one that, on guessing lines, I had the Bengals as three and a half point favorites on the road against New Orleans. Chrissy and Kelly, this doesn't usually happen that both of them do this. Immediately jumped up and they're like, we thought the same thing. Uh, It's been Cincinnati, minus one and a half, minus two. I don't know what number you're giving me here. Two and a half. All week. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, it's not two and a a half. That's what I see. What are you looking at? Wait a second. I'm
2: just looking at the internet book, so I could be wrong. Yeah, Uh, two
0: is is the predominant number. It's two. Or one and a half, but I'll say two. Cincinnati Bengals, minus two at the Saints. Um, I don't know why people think the Saints are any good at all. Again, having to... They got pretty fortunate beating that Seahawks team. The Seahawks legitimately have the worst defense on planet Earth. Um, They barely got by them. And I think the Bengals are a team that has... You throw out that first game against Pittsburgh, but remember that was a Pittsburgh Steelers team with T.J. Watt. Pittsburgh's a much different team with T.J. Watt. You throw out that game, you really can't look at a Bengals game this year and say, you know, that they weren't in any of these. They could have won them all. Yes, tremendous difficulties protecting Joe Burrow, but I think the Bengals are a notch above what the Saints have been uh, have been facing here in um, in at least in the uh, recent week playing the uh, Seahawks here this past week, um, and then before that they were playing. Yes, they played Minnesota, but they played Carolina, Carolina before that, and they lost. Yeah. They lost at Carolina. Believe the, Remember that stat with uh, Matt Rule, who's no longer with us. May he rest in peace. Uh, in terms of our, our bet against him, Carolina wouldn't let the Saints get to seventeen in that game. So, um, by the way, they squeaked by Atlanta week one as well. So I'm taking the Bengals. I don't think that's nearly enough points. It's less than a field goal. Give me the Bengals as pick number two.
4: All right, I'll make it easy. You and I have the same pick as number two for the Bengals. Uh, It's one of those where New Orleans was one of these teams that was loved by people going into the year. Yep. But what has happened is kind of what I thought would play out. They are significantly worse at head coach right now than they were a year ago. And that's – look, that's not, this, that's not shade of Dennis Allen. That's just how good Sean Payton was as a head coach. Sean Payton was a top five NFL head coach basically his entire tenure in New Orleans. And you have a defense that I thought is underachieved so far this year. I mean, Gino made four throws last week that you basically had your mouth agape that's amazing. because of how good they were. Yeah. I don't know how much of that was the Saints' defense, but they allowed them to happen against them. And for the Bengals, you know, Gil – if Zach Taylor wasn't a dunce, the Bengals would have won on Sunday night.
0: I was wondering what word he was. going to they, they, go
4: they would they would have won on Sunday night. They would have won that game.
0: I had nincompoop coming out of here. No, that's Jeffers. I yeah, have sorry. to save that for him. Sorry,
4: but but that play calling and the, the goal to go scenario where they ended up doing the play that Kansas City's perfected, where Kelsey, where Burrow basically threw the ball and threw the ball into the Chesapeake when it was all said and done.
0: <laughs> um,
4: but Cincinnati's much just much better than New Orleans. And in the past, maybe people would get scared off because New Orleans is a great home field advantage. But home field advantage, as we know, means nothing now in this day and age in the NFL. Very little. So I'll lay the two with the Bengals on the road. I'll just take a better team and, okay, win the game by a field goal. Go ahead. Good
0: Maryland Bay knowledge from you as well. Oh, I hope I know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a good, pretty geographically challenged country these days. I always <laughs> wonder. Dodd from his mom's cork attic in Pittsburgh, PA.
2: Uh, I'm going to go to the Meadowlands and I am going to, to, I see the, the line. What, what line do you guys have for the Giants game? Six. I got six too. Okay. I will take the six with an NYGs. Um, you're going to give me six points. I am not a believer in this Ravens team. I think they're overrated. Hmm. I don't like their defense at all. They should have lost that game if the Bengals could do anything inside the five-yard line. Um, They had Buffalo beat, let them back in the game, and lost the game. They had Miami beat. They let them back in the game and lost the game. They beat the Jets week one. Who cares? And they sh- could have almost lost at New England if New England went to fumble the ball with five minutes left. So I don't understand how this team is this juggernaut that's going to go on the road and be giving six points to any NFL team, let alone a team that has been at least sort of OK-ish, right? I mean, I know they're playing over their heads possibly right now, but they're not terrible. Saquon Barkley is back to healthy. You know, I just I don't see it. Uh, I mean, is there some major injury thing that I don't know about, and is why the Ravens are getting all this love? Is there something that no, I'm missing? I, I was about
0: to say, I don't love your bet, but I I certainly don't love that line going all the way up to six. It, it, I'm with you. I there. mean, it's a
2: lot of points, yeah. six points, yeah. and and they're they're playing in New York. Give me a break! It's just too many points, yeah. and and you know the Giants can hang around. They hung around with the Packers. I mean, why can't the Giants hang around and and, and cover the spread? It's only six points. It's a gigantic on my in an NFL game at home.
4: Also, one other thing too with Todd, and, I, and this is not one of my best bets, but it was considered today: the Giants you got Wink Martindale going up against a team that fired him as well. So revenge then, spot, revenge spot for the defensive coordinator. But yeah. but I forget the revenge spot for for a second. Who's gonna know Lamar Jackson's? weaknesses as well as Wink-Martin. That's a good point. So that is one thing to yep. at least monitor in that game. The only concern I have for you, Todd, these teams that play in London and play the next week usually crap out in the middle of the third quarter.
0: So this is a, this I is,
4: think the Giants are all fired up. They're like, wow, we're
2: winning team now. So no, I, I don't travel. disagree with
0: that. This they, is, coach of the year, Brian Dable. This has definitely been a shift, you know, because the teams themselves have the choice when they're scheduled for a London game. Do they want to buy the next week or do they not want to buy? And we're seeing a shift in that. A lot of these teams now do not prefer it. At least this early, when you have the early London games, they don't want to buy this early in the season. So both the Packers and the Giants coming back and playing football this week. Chris, we snake with you, number two and number three. Well, I sort of
5: lean with your Cincinnati guys. The only thing that concerns me is how Cincinnati's still a bottom 10 offense, so something to keep an eye on. Can't protect it. It's, it's tough, and uh, the Giants, uh, I got that one. I, I'm rooting for Baltimore. I've got them in season futures, uh, but they look a little weak. But the Giants are 20 and 21 overall. They're kind of mediocre. Four and one, there's going to be some regression, but six is way too much on that. Anyway, I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Oh, boy. And here's, here's a little bit of information, how poorly the Rams have been doing. Carolina rates higher than the Rams do offensively. Wow. Think Yikes. about that. <laughs> Yikes.
0: And the, th- the thing about it is that it comes out of your mouth. I'm like, that can't. And then as I'm about to say, that can't be. I'm like, no, that sounds about right.
5: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. The,
0: the Rams are number 30. Carolina's number
5: 29 on my charts. And uh, when you look at the uh, defensive
0: side, uh, the Rams have them by a little bit. Uh I wish I brought my glasses. If I say to you, go, "Okay, besides Cooper Cup, who's the first Rams running back or wideout that comes to mind?" I don't. I have a blank.
4: Higby, Higby. He's not a wideout. He's a tie, not a, he's a, not
0: a wide wideout. He didn't practice
5: Yeah, three of their key players did not practice yesterday. If they lose one more of those guys, uh, you know what's going to happen? Uh, Stafford could be you know have a new center. Uh, he's injured. You know yes. he he's definitely throwing ducks. And uh, pa-
0: painted ten across the board here for you.
5: Yeah, and uh, it—it's—I'm not saying the Rams are going to lose outright, but there's no way that they should be giving ten points. They—they've demonstrated absolutely nothing. Uh, Their their offense is anemic. Uh, Carolina at least has an adequate defense, and uh, you know they're bringing an undefeated quarterback uh, to center this week, so uh, maybe he'll go
0: three and zero. With, uh, no, with Matt Rule no longer with us. Steve Wilkes, your uh, your interim head football coach, former Cardinals coach. What's your number three, Chris? I have to give you another game? Yeah, we're snaking. Oh, my gosh. Chris, I'm um, unfa-
5: unfamiliar with the snake.
2: <laughs> if you need to pause, Chris, we can skip you and come right back. Yeah,
5: why don't you pause? Because I i don't, okay. don't want to duplicate one of your games.
2: All right, Todd, go okay, ahead. So, Todd. Okay, so we're, we're, we're going to pause, Chris, and we'll come right back to him. Um, my third
0: pick... We I need mean, to we need to pause, Todd. Too.
2: Why Are you pausing me?
0: I don't know because you seem like you don't know what you're. I thing can go. I, I got my. I game. I mean,
2: I have different. Okay, uh,
4: Chris go has ahead, got a Chris. game. Go ahead, Chris.
2: I'm right,
5: Chris. I'm, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and oh. uh, they were a huge disappointment for me last week, and uh, I don't like what I hear about uh, Trevor Lawrence and his how he's responding. You know, to uh, basically. Uh, obstacles. You know, he's used to winning his entire life—high school, you know, middle school, college—and from what I'm hearing, you know, he gets off the field, he pouts, uh, he's, he isolates. He's not showing, you know, leadership. I'm hoping that turns around really fast. I hate betting. You know, they already played each other, and the J- in Jacksonville won, I think, 24 to nothing. I I hate to bet. A two and zero result in those types of matchups, but the Colts always kind of struggle. Uh, Indianapolis is thirty first in the league in offense, and I don't see a way in hell that they're going to improve that uh, overnight, uh, you know, to any significant amount. And uh, you know, Jacksonville just rates higher, significantly higher, offensively, and even higher defensively uh... Currently, overall, so I'm I'm sticking with my metrics. I'm I'm I'm, I'm thinking
0: Trevor Lawrence is going to get his act together. He he has been costing them games. He you know I used to ask on a numbers game all the time when he was drafted, before he was drafted, after he was drafted. Jeff will remember this. Are we sure he's generational? Right? Like, are we sure he's absolutely generational? And there were again, I would ask the question, and sometimes I couldn't even finish it, and people would, oh absolutely. Again, I was the one person who was in the
4: minority on yeah. that. Where yeah. I, I, the two biggest, co- two of the biggest games that Lawrence played in this collegiate career was the national championship game against LSU. Mm-hmm. He was terrible in that
0: game. This is why I asked the question. And the yeah. game
4: against Ohio State the following year in the Sugar Bowl, he was terrible. Gill through their first 20 starts, Gardner Minshew has better numbers than Trevor Lawrence has right now. Yep. for the first 20 starts in Jacksonville. That's a problem if you're the Jags thinking Lawrence is a generational
0: guy. His his interception, the first, the second was the Hail Mary, which, by the way, didn't have a strong enough arm to get it to the he end ended, zone. went to the 10. But, but the, the first interception was one of the worst. Like along with Jacoby Brissett's pick in the end zone last week, that decision, Lawrence could have stepped two two feet, you know, taking two steps, he had a first and a goal. But he threw it in the end zone and uh, Stingley. Stingley picked it off. And it was just, it was miserable to watch. I'm actually, let me just step in here. I'm actually opposite on this. This is the third pick was, I'm on the Colts. And a lot of this for me... Wait,
2: wait, wait. Do you know who the Colts quarterback is, Gilly? I, I have to run was it read a disclaimer. I have to read a disclaimer. I was going to gonna, was gonna clear Any this. pick involving the Colts, you must sign off on the fact Matty Ice is the quarterback. As long as you can hit the checkbox, you can continue with your pick.
0: Well, that changes everything. I wasn't aware. No, okay. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I know I, I, I had to pass the Todd Wishnev uh, filter okay. on this. Okay. Um, but um, I'm going with the Colts, and a lot of this admittedly has to do with my pre-flop, uh, preseason conviction on the Indianapolis Colts. They can't possibly be this bad, can they? Extra yes. rest. Extra rest now. We don't know yet about Shaquille Leonard and Jonathan Taylor. Um, so that's obviously... I'm counting on at least one of those guys to make it. Uh, they didn't practice yesterday, but Taylor did work out with the trailer. Leonard, on the other hand, not seen at practice. Uh, But there's a bunch of other starters with with injuries as well. So I hope to get some of those guys back here. But I just think the Colts are, and a lot of it will depend on the injuries. But I am, you you know, we don't have the Matt Rule stat anymore. And Jeffrey Parlay texted me something yesterday. (laughs) So we're in search of what's the next great stat. So remember the Matt Rule stat was, and by the way, the Panthers could continue with this. But under Matt Rule, they were one in 27, one in 27 straight up when the opponent scored 17 or more points. It's amazing. 0-25 in the last 25. So now that he's gone, again, pouring out a 40 for Matt Rule, like, what's the other most amazing stat? And so Scott Kasmar, who used to work at Football Outsiders, no longer does. He actually pointed out that over the course of time now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, this goes as opposed to just being one coach. This spans several coaches. The Jacksonville Jaguars have lost 37 in a row when the opponent scores 21 or more points. <laughs> so now Jeff's question to me was which is worse? And Kelly and I had a little bit debate, uh, debate about this on on a numbers game this morning. I still say it's rule cuz it's one dude and it's 17. 17 is too 17 low. 17 is too low. Like uh, but the Jaguars is a pretty good consolation it's prize. It's really close. Yeah. It's really
2: close. Yeah, but twenty-one and seventeen. Are I, not I'm with
0: you, them. Todd. I'm I, with you.
4: I think you are right. Yeah. It's just jarring when you see the goose egg.
0: That's seven <laughs> in a row. And again, we're not talking about twenty-four. We're not talking about thirty. I'm with you. The rule one is worse because it's seventeen. But oh, wow. I, I so here's what again. What I'm saying. Every time an opponent. Remember when the Niners got to seventeen last week, where everyone's like, "That's it, ball game." Um, that's what I'm going to hope for with the Colts here, and I'm taking the Colts as my number three, so we're a little oppo there.
4: All right, Toddy.
0: And what we we're, we're go well,
4: what was the number for everybody here? Was it two? For Colts, two. I put it at two.
2: What oh, that, you guys yeah. Have it? yeah, that's what I
4: had, too. Okay. Two. okay.
2: Um, I'm going to do, I mean,
4: I'm really struggling on this, because it's either... Are you I saying two or one and a half? I don't I'm see sure. a single one and a half right now, oh. well, at least on my screen.
0: I got tons of one and a half. Okay, two uh, is right. fine. Uh, I... I
2: it's either it's either the Cowboys I want to do plus six or this other pick. This is what I'm going to do instead. Is I'm taking the Chiefs plus two and a half. Also, oh, Jeffrey, um, I um I just I just don't think you can give Mahomes at home two and a half points. I know the Bills are amazing. It's the two giant killers. I mean, giant teams in the NFL, but are. You're now saying that the Bills are that much better that they're going to be two-and-a-half-point favorites at Kansas City? I mean, it's yeah. still Kansas City. It's were Andy Reid.
0: Which means it's if they were at home, right, they'd be more than right. a touchdown favorite?
2: Really? Well, no, no they're saying now that the home-field advantage is worth less. but No, but, but I'm saying it, still, even, you still get over a touchdown. Two.
0: You still get over a touchdown. Well, if you say it's two,
2: okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It'd be six and a half. If it's two points, it would be six and a half because two going one way, yeah. two going the other way. So it'd be six and a half. I think it's too many points. I just think that. Kansas. Look, what did what happened the last time Kansas City was challenged by the by the world and said and not given respect? What happened? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were getting all this respect. They're going to go into Kansas City. They're going to whoop up on on the Chiefs because the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs anymore. No, 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 no. no. Not so fast, my friend. Uh, Mr. Mahomes said not so fast, my friend. And I think he's going to say not so fast, my friend, again here uh, and say, you know, this is our house. That, by the way, last I checked, it gets pretty damn loud in that Kansas City stadium, and uh, you know, the Bills are fantastic, don't get me wrong, obviously we all know that, but should they be two and a half on the road? Uh, sorry, I have to take the Chiefs.
0: I, I said this on a numbers game, I didn't say it on the podcast, I didn't say it on the Megapod, but I might have said it on guessing lines, but the we, we always talk before the season starts about, oh, strength of schedule, and then we isolate... Portions of the schedule, like oh my god, that's the hardest schedule in the world. Oh my god, that's the easiest. Let's think about this because we talked about it through the prism of adjusted season win totals last week, and I was like, you got to go over on the Chiefs, you got to go under on the Browns because, harkening back to that, we said these first seven games for the Chiefs was the gauntlet of all gauntlets, and it was. Guess what? They're four and one.
2: Exactly. Um, They're beating
0: good teams, and then we go to the Browns, who are like, oh my god, the NFL completely rigged it so that they knew Deshaun Watson would be would at least be out four games. The Browns only got through that two and two. So a lot of that crap that we talk, and I'll raise my hand. I'm, I'm right there with everybody. A lot of that crap that we talk before the season starts, none of us knows a goddamn thing. So I'll point that out because we always stop talking. We, we leave strength of schedule in the offseason. We never bring it up again. I think that deserves to be said. Anyway, sorry, Jeff.
4: All right, because I need to make up ground on you.
0: <laughs> We're already at that point yeah, in the I, season You know what,
4: I'm okay with it Because yeah. I, let's give some different games Other than, because You're only two back with I know, a million I, weeks it's left okay. Uh, yeah, It's okay You know what, you can't start that, yeah, don't start it, it's, that. A, it's okay, I'm not I I. I don't want to sign Todd's Matt Ryan waiver So it's okay mm. Um, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns I'm going to lay the two and a half With the Browns against the Patriots
0: Why is that uh, playing against but catch it. What, what do you mean in terms of your game theory? No, oh, I, I was going to
4: take Indianapolis, oh, I see. but I'm just going to take a different game that I, I also see. like. Okay. So I'm going to lay the two and a half with the Browns against against the Patriots. Now, Cleveland is two and three, as you said, with a schedule that included in the first four weeks the Panthers, who they almost lost to, and the Panthers might be the worst team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They blew the obviously the one in 2200 shot against Joe Flacco and the Jets. <sighs> They beat Mitchell Trubisky and only win by double digit, double digits because of pitchy pitchy woo woo at the end. <laughs> and then they lose to Atlanta who lost Cordero Patterson midstream in that game. Yeah. And then last week you lose a game where all you have to do forget the last drive that just York missing a kick. That's all that is. But on the previous drive don't throw any ball That is even remotely close to 50-50 if you're Jacoby Brissett. It was just an abhorrent decision. So bad. So bad. And that more so than York missing the kick, which everyone will point to, that cost them the game. Wait, so you want to take this team? You're telling us all these bad (laughs) things about this Hold on, Todd. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Listen, Todd needs
0: needs to interrupt because whatever he has to say is more important. I'm getting there. Here's the deal with New (laughs)
4: England. Here's the deal with New England, Todd. (laughs) The deal with New England is they suck also. So I don't care that they just went out and beat Detroit 29 to nothing. I don't care about that. The Lions, by the way, <laughs> everyone who loved the Lions over. Sorry on this, Chris. Yeah, Chris but are going to take lo- Chris the task. Everyone who loved the Lions over yeah. kind of played out how Rob Bazzola said on a numbers game yes. at, the end, the, yes, at, at the end of the summer where – they're a team that was awful last year. That didn't really improve. Why are they winning four more games than they did last year? Which is kind of how it's played out uh, so far. Look, I know New England played Green Bay tough. That had more to do with the Packers just not being as good, like Chris said before, painfully mediocre in Green Bay. Baltimore, yes, Mac Jones pull up, but you want me to? Th- you <laughs> Bailey Zappi on the road more than likely again. And New England's defense that I think just feasted on a really bad offense when it's all said and done. I don't care that they scored a zillion points. Jared Goff was Jared Goff last week. I'll land a two and a half with the Brownies at home. And more than likely, watch this game land one. So I managed to lose this one, Gil.
0: By the way, Jason Weingarten texted me as the show is going on, and he's saying the Jerome Boger crew is on the Colts-Jaguars game. Oh, that's not good. And Jason says, I know retaliation when I see it. (laughs) <laughs> they, they banished his crew to the shit game this week. That's Jason's <laughs> comment right there. It's good.
4: Uh, oh, that, 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 what, that, that probably, uh, what's the total in that, in, that, in that Jacksonville game now? 42-ish, 41 and a half. Yeah, you can't go over in Colts games because that offense just sucks. But there, there are going to be a lot more penalties, which obviously help games go over the total.
0: Chris, are we, uh, we want to say anything about the Lions? You were bullish on your Lions. Oh, I, you
4: know what? They they got they've
5: been hit hard with the injuries. Yeah, the their offensive line has been. I mean, what do you
0: what do you, what are you supposed to do? I think
5: that they're they're definitely a better team than they were last year, but they. Um, he, he, they're going to have to overcome the coaching too. Yeah. I mean, everybody likes Campbell, but uh, the Detroit press is, uh, they're done with the honeymoon period now. Yeah. And yeah. They, they started to turn on him last week. So let's see how they respond after the bye. The bye comes at the perfect time to get these guys healthy, and uh, we'll see what happens.
0: By the way, how do we do on teasers last week? Did we all suck those up again?
4: Yeah. I Pat, mean, I mean, this has been a dreadful, Packers, the Packers, dreadful. The Packers blew the Packers everything up. Yeah, told everybody. There's a, yeah. there's
0: a guy, there's a ticket writer over at the uh, the William Hill Caesars place at Planet Hollywood who listens to our, our Megapod um, religiously, and we appreciate that. And he, uh, he said to me, he goes, man, you guys are the opposite of what you were last year. Last year you were great on teasers, the picks not so much this year, the picks are good, and the teasers are just garbage. I'm yes. like, you're 100% <laughs> yes. right, man. You're 100% right.
2: Because any season is a small sample size. People don't understand that fifty and hundred picks is nothing. Yeah, you got to see thousands of picks in order to see anything.
0: Yeah. So you know. Well, he's just pointing out the truth. But yes, small sample size. All right, uh, teaser of the week then. Two two leg two team uh, six point teaser. Who you got, Chris?
2: What's up? I'm John Wall, and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're
3: starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game.
5: Despite all, of I'm that. going with Tampon Bay and uh, <laughs> Jacksonville. Tampon Bay and Jacksonville. Yeah, i th- I, uh, I think uh, I think this is a, gr- a pretty good situation for Tampa Bay. Uh, they should win this game, and we've I've already been through the Jacksonville thing. It's it, it's a t- it's a tough teaser week uh, because oh, I God, I,
4: teaser I leaks. you know
5: Kansas City looks like a you know a phenomenal one, but I like the other side in that game so.
0: Uh, I'm not going to sit there and, and go opposite on a teaser. I had no idea that Bay was named after its uh, volume of tampons in it. I had yeah. no idea. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All this time. Um, is there a possibility that, that we're killing Pittsburgh unjustifiably? Like, might they actually, I get it, without T.J. Watt, they never win. They're 0-8 lifetime, 0-4 this year. They won't have T.J. Watt again. But are, are, is there a possibility they may not be as bad as we think they are? I'm sure they aren't, but uh, the, the, the
5: you when you've got players saying admitting that they're in a rebuilding mode. That if one player says that, you know, it, it's not like you can be a little bit
0: pregnant. It's got to be in the locker room. That's got to be the feeling. I was like, how are they going to blame this one on Mitch Trubisky? Yinzer, what do you think? They're not. They're bad.
2: I once heard a very wise Yinzer say, "If Yinz can't block, Yinz can't win." And you can't block from the offensive line. That's where all the problems stem from. If you can't block, you can't win. Najee Harris can't run. We're gonna struggle.
0: There's my answer. Okay. So it was Tampa Bay and Jacksonville. Todd.
2: By the way, what do you have for the Bucks line so that I, I can move I, it got, I got I got down eight points? so
4: eight so down to two? Eight Damn. to two. Yeah. Oh, it
0: Damn. is eight to two.
2: Okay, good. Damn. Okay, so um I'm gonna go with um because you're saying it's eight, I'm going to also go with the Bucks minus two to get it under the three. I don't see how the Steelers are going to hang all the way there, and uh, and I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Pats up to uh, eight and a half. I just think that uh, Old Man Belichick is not as done as everybody thinks he is, <laughs> and old I think man. he's going to I think he's going to cook up some nice stuff there. He's got he likes I think he really likes his football He likes to do this running thing where they just keep grinding it and grinding it. And I think they'll be able to run the ball against the Browns as well. And, uh, you know, eight and a half is a lot of points to win a game with if you can't stop the other team from running the ball. So I'll take the Pats plus the eight and a half.
0: New New England with who? Tampa. New England with the Bucks. How has no one picked the Chiefs yet?
4: Well, I'm about to. There you go. I was (laughs) going to say. Isn't that the obvious link? So so Kansas City up to eight and a half. And now, Gil, uh, because last week I declared I'm not taking another Stanford-Wong teaser the rest of the year yeah. because of how terrible they've been so far this year, uh, I am I am I am uh, <laughs> I'm going to break that uh, comment today because I'll push Seattle up to eight and a half oh. against Arizona. I know there is always an inherent risk of teasing up a team that has absolutely no defense, but I think Seattle's going to score in that game against Arizona. That feels like. A nice high scoring football game that Arizona finds a way to only win by a touchdown because Kingsbury does something stupid that takes points off the board.
0: It's uh I think it's Chiefs and Bucks for me. I was considering Chiefs and Patriots, but I think it's Chiefs and Bucks. I'll make it simple. Chiefs up to the eight and a half, Bucks down to the two. What could possibly go wrong this week? My man, I think his name is James over there at uh at uh Planet Hollywood. He's like, man, you're, you're teasers. Well, James, what could happen this week? We'll see. Uh, okay, Survivor. Uh, Chris, do you do Survivor at all?
5: No, not really. I'm trying to figure out why they, they announced Prescott's out, but the line's shooting up. Who, who, who thought Prescott was going to play this week? Nobody.
0: Yeah, why is this line Prescott going up to good. six and a
5: half?
2: <laughs>
0: Makes no sense. By the way, I read some article where someone was trying to say Jerry Jones was an, was a genius the whole time for not putting Dak on IR, making it seem like he'd be back quicker so the team would stay engaged and say, Oh, Dak's coming back, as opposed to like putting him on IR and he'd have lost the team's you know, the, his team mentally. I don't know. It's interesting. Anyway. Tampa's uh, got to be the good survivor this week, isn't it? Well, so here are your here are your survivor options as I see them. And we'll just go, not as I see them, let's just go to the biggest spreads on the board. So San Francisco, San Francisco is, uh, is obviously a nice-sized, uh, what do you got them at six-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, San Francisco, an option. On the road, though, San Francisco, uh, five-and-a-half-point favorites. On I mean, the road Arizona, against Atlanta. or excuse me, Atlanta could win that game. So for me, this is probably your last chance to win, to use San Francisco until after Thanksgiving. But I am, I'm a little scared of Atlanta. So I'm not touching San Francisco on the road. Green Bay, I've used them already, so I can't use them. But this is probably your last home game opportunity to use the Packers if you still have them available until the last game of the season. The Packers right now, as we talked about, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, seven-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at home against the New York Football Jets. Another option would be the Baltimore Ravens, six-point favorites on the road against the Giants. But there's a lot of home opportunities coming up with the Ravens. they got Carolina, Atlanta, Denver, Pittsburgh, all at home. So I think you have better opportunities with the Ravens than to risk them here against the Giants. Tampa Bay, they still have both of their Carolina games coming up. So I'm not sure. Do you play them here at Pittsburgh when you have two Carolina games coming up? The Rams are the biggest favorite on the board. If you're in the Circa Survivor Contest, you have a couple considerations with the Rams. They play on Christmas against Denver at home. Maybe you're thinking they'll be better by that time and you want to save them for Christmas if Survivor even gets to Christmas. And for those who are greedy, who want to get a seventh million as opposed to six million, you're trying to save the Rams and not use them at all. So those are those considerations. But I think a lot of people... I think most people are going to use the Rams. And I hope what Chris is talking about, how the Rams might be in trouble this week, actually manifests. If I don't use them, (laughs) that is. And then there's the Chargers Monday night. Like, do you really... They, they're the team, they're the quintessential team of if you use them and you get by with them. By the way, they're only four and a half point favorites now, the Chargers. But like with the Vikings, like with the Packers, the biggest theme in Survivor for me this week is once you use them, you're like, oh, thank God, I don't have to consider that team again. <laughs> and I think the Chargers are A-number one. Anyway, You'll so sweat. I have two entries. I'm not sure what I'm using on them. I'm really not. Like, I don't know, do I want to take the Rams if everybody else is? Do I want to risk the Chargers? You go off the board, oh Arizona, and take the Cardinals because you like them so much. That's that's the other one. Yeah, yeah, that was the other sort of off the grid one because it's a weird Survivor year where you like can legitimately recommend teams that have you know are favored by less than a field goal. Does that bring us to our final two questions? Is that where we are? Yeah, final two questions we ask them every week on the Megapod. We've done so every single episode from the beginning of time, BC. First is, which of those big favorites is the most likely to lose outright? Again, just a real quick refresher on those big favorites. And we'll use, I don't know, there's, a, there's enough big favorites to go around here, I think. Green Bay, 7.5-point favorites, 7-point favorites in some spots, hosting the Jets. The Baltimore Ravens, 6-point favorites on the road at, against the Giants. Tampa Bay, 8, 8.5-point eight favorites on the road against Pittsburgh. The Rams, 10-point favorites at home against Carolina. And... The Philadelphia Eagles. We have not mentioned yes, this that's game me, yet. Baby,
2: Philadelphia. That was, fourth, that, six, that was my fourth pick. Cowboys plus six.
0: Six-point favorites at home. Six and a half. now. six or six and a half I, in some I spots. I love it.
2: I love the Cowboys. So, so
0: that's the one you would pick. You'd pick the Philadelphia. The Cowboys'
2: defense. If the Cowboys' I think I said this last week. The Cowboys' defensive line and pass rush is better than any other unit. They, in they any other thing in football. They entered
0: my top 10 power rankings but that's not the question. The question is that's which is the most likely they, to lose out. Yes. Right?
2: Yes, I think the Cowboys can beat the Eagles. I love the Cowboys defense. I freaking love the Cowboys defense. They didn't even do anything on offense and still was able to win the game going away. I love it. I don't think the Eagle, I think the Eagles are very good. I don't think they're as amazing as everyone's making them out to be and I don't see why you can't just do little Cowboys defense and Cooper Rush managed a game and pull it out. Why not? The Cowboys should not be getting this many points. That was going to be one of my picks, but then I decided to take Chiefs at the end. But I I, I love the Cowboys this week. I
0: freaking love them. I agree with you there. By by the way, with the points. Now, at, the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, why didn't I use that as one of my picks? Maybe I will in millions for sure. Chris, most likely to lose outright of all those.
5: Oh, I think Green Bay. They're they're just so choppy and uh, Rodgers is moody. Uh, his you know he wasn't at practice. Uh, his thumbs injured,
0: you know, can, he, let me, can I just, step, do we ever remember a time and I'm not trying to be prisoner of the moment here. We usually, when we asked this question in past years, we would give like four or five. Of these, these were all six point favorites or more. And we're like, well, none of them are going to lose. But if I had to answer it's this. Don't you feel like any of these teams can I lose now? I agree their with
2: you, Gilly. I was thinking the exact yeah. same thing you just said. There's so many possibilities
4: this week. It's incredible.
0: I think but it's this year.
4: That's just, again, you have the Roselle parody now yeah. where everyone can beat everyone and anyone can lose to anyone. Even though, uh, again, it, it looks like Jacob Easton is getting first-team reps in Carolina oh this week, so that could, uh, that P- could be PJ's. very, very ugly there
0: again. PJ's not starting? We
4: don't, It lo- looks like Walker's yeah. starting, but they're giving Easton, oh. <laughs> who's apparently on the practice squad, some reps. My answer is the same as Chris's. Green Bay to lose to the Jets. You, we were saying it earlier in the podcast. The Jets have talent. It all comes down to what is Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson is good, As ridiculous as this may sound, because of a very weak last six weeks of the year in their schedule, the Jets will have a shot to backdoor their way into one of the last two seeds in the AFC. Not saying it will happen, but it is in play if they can get through these next few weeks with a win or two where they play Green Bay, Denver, and New England the next three weeks.
0: I love that pick. I I lean slightly towards Todd, though, just slightly. I do think the Eagles have been great. But I think it's getting a little out of hand how much better they are than the rest. And this. I do think what Todd is saying about the Cowboys' defense, again, Kelly and I, we do our power rankings, top 10 in the NFL this year, weekly. And 1, 2, and 3 in whatever order you want to put them in, Bills, Chiefs, and you got to put the Eagles in there because they're the lone made and undefeated. But the Cowboys are in there now because of that defense. That defense might be the single best unit in all of football, maybe, um, when get, do you
2: see defensive lines just terrorizing people? Yeah, you don't see it. You know, it's it's something extremely rare. Like even really good defenses don't terrorize. I mean, this this defensive line is incredible.
0: I think it's the Eagles. I agree with you. I think I think it's slightly in favor of the Eagles, but and, I, w- I would say the Packers would be my wait, second choice. One, one quick thing on Dallas, and don't
4: laugh at me. If Dallas wins this game, oh boy, and the Giants fall off. Mike McCarthy should be the should be the coach of your favorite right
0: now. Oh, oh, oh man!
4: Uh, but Get but with, wait a second though. If they win in Philadelphia this week, they will have racked off five straight games with the backup quarterback play. Yeah. And I know that defense. And I agree with what Todd said. When that defensive line is going, forget it. You're not blocking them because of how good Parsons is, and everyone has seemingly forgot how good those other guys are. You, up there.
0: you might be right, and I would even take it a step further that. McCarthy will just be that by default, but that the real thing that we're all going to have to come to terms with is that Jerry Jones and his son have GM'd a masterpiece here with all these players,
4: and also too. Do you think Denver's regret? And not that I love Dan Quinn, right? But do you think Denver is regretting hiring Hackett over
0: Dan Quinn right now? Let me say the other thing about coaching, because a lot of people are like, "Oh, Ron Rivera might be the next coach fired." Um, I don't think so. I could be very wrong on this, and listen, if the Bears came out and beat him by 20 tonight, maybe a different story. But I think as long as the Commanders win every once in a while, there's no chance Ron Rivera is getting fired because Daniel Snyder, I don't know if you saw the stories this morning, has a lot more on his plate than firing his head coach. So as long as the uh, Commodes can win from time to time, I don't think he's the next coach fired. I just don't. Who is then? Good question.
4: Like we are, we just got rid of the obvious one.
0: So well, it's not Houston. No, it's Lovey's not, not getting fired. No, it's not Carolina. That just happened.
4: It would only be if Arizona falls off. Oh boy, he's in a, new falls contract, off a No, but I know. But if but if 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 the Cardinals fall off a cliff, and I hate that pun that I just made, um, it's Kingsbury. I think I, I you are right though. They just gave him more money. Hmm. It's tough. It's tough. There really aren't. We might. We it it won't happen because it's the NFL and teams will fire their coaches later in the year to get a jump on it.
0: It's it could be Frank Reich though. Yeah, Indy. If Indy Indy continues to crash, same thing. If 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 Indy, you know, there's a big if in front of that, right? Yeah. But I'm just saying, like that could be a guy if things go bad. What do you think Dan Campbell's status is? You think he makes it through the season? If oh, yeah. If they just continue to lose. Oh,
5: no, yeah. He could lose every game this season. He's going to last gonna the season. Last. But, okay. uh, um, he the boy, I don't know why they signed him for a five-year contract. That's the problem. And then they're – aren't they paying Patricia still? Might they're, be. They're paying Patricia a lot of money still also. So they can't afford to
0: uh, – it's going to be a money issue at some point. It is a good question oh. what you asked, though, Jeff, because it's like now that Matt Rule has been scuttled – there really isn't an obvious choice anymore well, if you if you think it like if if you believe in my theory about Rivera. Well, and also too, like a lot of these teams that were supposed to be terrible have won a bunch of games. Yeah.
4: So you're not gonna get rid like if the Jets got out one and four,
0: I would say, all right, maybe Robert Sala, but they're three and two. Well, Mike Tom- let's just take the one win teams. Mike Tomlin's not, not getting, getting fired. Loves no Lovey Smith's not getting fired. Um, Josh McDaniels is not getting fired. Not
4: midseason, first year, no. Then there's
0: Rivera, then there's Campbell, and then there's Rule, which already happened. Everybody else has won two games in five. So, yeah. There it is at that point. All right, and then the final question. Uh, let's say we lived in a bizarre world. We had to bet every one of these games in the National Football League. And by the way, it's not uh, 16. It's 14 games because, obviously, we have four teams on a bye this week. Does the buys begin... Finally, for this uh, season, the four teams on a bye. Detroit, Houston, the Raiders, and the Titans. You had to pick uh, 13 of the 14, but you got one free pass. Chris and I have already called ours. Chicago-Washington, tonight's game. We don't want any part of it. You? Miami and Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird, too. By the way, that line—that—that's what we were expecting when they announced Skylar Thompson as the uh, starter. I was like, "It's already built in." And sure enough, they took it down. They brought it back up. But it was still three. It got to three and a half though.
4: Right after that, I've no—but it, it's no, three. I have no idea because I, I i thought Thompson played fine
0: until the wheels completely came off in the fourth quarter. Based on what, what he was, he didn't suck. He yeah. was a seventh-round pick who never got reps, or yeah, yeah.
4: I, I didn't think it was terrible. The fourth quarter was bad, but and Minnesota, like, we its the same. It's the Kirk Cousins principle on this. Even though, again. Still an above-average quarterback. You really want him laying north of three on the road against the team that actually if they had like a regular, if, if even a Bridgewater was playing here, this game's probably a pick if Bridgewater's playing.
0: Vikings are the exact team, same team they were last year. These games are going the exact same way. Except, just for, the, except them. for that Plinko chip is going in yeah, the right they're slot. They're winning the close time. games. Yep. Todd? No part Broncos, of
2: Broncos, Chargers, I, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like betting on Charger games. I just I don't want yeah, what, to. What is this team? Are they good? Are they bad? Are they the turnover machine? Are they totally going to mess up? Are they going to win by a million? Who knows?
4: I agree. And not only that, this is the fourth time we get to watch Denver in primetime in
0: six weeks. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, there's
2: I will a- love it. I will love every game, every matchup. I could care how bad oh, it is.
4: Todd, Todd Hackett is awesome to watch because you get you get to see something you've never seen before whenever he coaches a game now.
0: There's a few teams like that in the NFL where you have no idea what you're getting from year to year, but I do think the Chargers are the leader of the clubhouse of, like, the poster child of that. No idea. Plus, and if they're up 20, you're like, oh, trust me, it'll come back. Exactly. <laughs> or if they're down fourteen, same thing. All right. Las Vegas, Chris, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Chris, as always. Appreciate you coming down. My pleasure. Thanks for uh thanks for prepping uh you know before the show. That's okay.
5: The circle lines are out. I don't know why they put Green Bay at seven. It's seven and a half
0: painted. Mm-hmm. Where do you do most of your betting here in town? Can you can you make a blanket statement on that? Oh, I try to mix it up. I mean, I think that that's important
5: to kind of mix it up as much as possible. But do you
0: find that what I'm getting is you find that some lines are generally more favorable than others? Like I can tell you in tennis, William Hill, Caesars, by far the best lines in town.
5: I mean, I'm doing uh, it's pretty it's pretty spread out.
0: It really is. Okay, all right, gentlemen, we've done all we could do for Todd Wishnev uh, in his mom's cork attic. Jeffrey Parlay. Uh, and, Jeff, the name of the show that you do at VEASAN Saturday and Sunday is? Live
4: Bet Saturday yeah. on Saturday and Live Bet Sunday on Sunday.
0: And Chris Zanook, uh, who is uh, competing in Matt Heumann's uh, Handicapping Challenge there, Friday and Saturday nights here on VEASAN, as he is uh, soaring up the charts now. I only had one way to go from last <laughs> place. <so. laughs> Thank you for listening. Good luck with all your Week 6 bets in the National Football League.